Hello, it's Pauline from Meet the Expats. Welcome to a second episode of my short series, Meet Emily in Paris. With my Parisian eye, I do a true false middle reality of the show on Netflix that everyone's been talking about, raging about, either in good and bad. In today's episode, I focus on work and the workplace. Emily spends a lot of time there, and there are definitely some things that are true, some very exaggerated, and some probably not. So, let's dive right into it. I wanted to start from the beginning. Emily arrives in the office, and she's not very welcome. Uh, She's clearly not welcome at all, actually. There is a piece in France where we don't like to be given lessons. We value our traditions and authenticity. So when someone comes in with big new ideas, especially from America, without trying to understand our country and our culture, it's not well seen and it's not welcome at all. And a big part of that in this show comes from Emily not knowing French. And yes, language is definitely going to be important. The French do learn English, but we're not, we're not very good at it. Um, we're not taught it that well in school. The teaching techniques are probably not the best. <laughs> so not everyone speaks nor does everyone want to speak. So it definitely is considered polite if foreigners try at least and try to make the effort that will be appreciated. And some French will not want to speak. I'm thinking um, Emily's colleague who's supposed to be working with her on social media who just refuses to speak a word of English. If they don't want to speak it's very very often because people don't feel confident enough to speak English simply because their level is probably not very good so if you want to work in Paris yeah I definitely recommend learning French it is definitely going to be difficult for you to find a job here if you don't speak the language the only way around that is if you go into a company where everyone speaks English and you're not going to be working for the French market. If you're going to be working on the French market, don't even think about it. If it's an office and a company serving all of Europe and maybe you're going to be focusing on one of those specific markets, there may be a chance. Saying no to every idea. (laughs) This made me laugh a lot. Yeah, that's probably quite true. We do tend to say no a lot. We are vocal. We raise our concerns and are not shy about that. We are known for our strikes. And there's a good reason for that. We do strike a lot. But coming back to saying no, I think we do tend to say no before even analyzing the plan and then easing into it. There is a bit of an ego thing if we didn't come up with the idea, we're not that happy when someone else comes up with the idea instead, even though we probably do want change, 
we're quite reluctant to it, although we will ease into it at some point, but it needs needs a lot of effort and needs to bring brought in quite nicely with a lot of change management. And I guess we sort of need to feel like we're sort of actors of this change and that it's not imposed on us. <laughs> Work times. I mean, this was ridiculous. 10.30 a.m.? Come on! So, for context, this is in the first episode when Emily gets to the office at half eight to find it closed for the next two hours. I can agree we are not necessarily early birds, but 10.30 is definitely exaggerated. Depending on the industry, people will generally start at nine maybe 9 30 that wouldn't be too uncommon especially in big cities like paris i think as soon as there's a lot of transport and traffic it is sort of okay to come in later and yeah you generally have your first coffee chat a little bit with your colleagues so nothing really gets done before maybe 10 a.m you also do have a real lunch break no eating at your desk but Work does get done, and we stay late at work. That's not shown, especially in Paris, in those large cities. So perhaps you do get in a little bit later, but you stay much later in the evening. You would very rarely leave before 6, and generally it would more be around 7, 7.30 p.m., and sometimes even later. This, again, depending on the industry you you work in. This tradition of staying late is, is very stupid. There's this image. It's really old, traditional. I don't know where it comes from and why, but there's this image that if you stay late, you're actually getting work done, even though it's not necessarily true. And some people have a little bit of this mentality where I'm not going to leave the office until my boss has left the office around 7 or 8 p.m. That's a bit of the downsides of working in France and in very traditional uh, with old style mentalities in Paris is you're sort of forced to look good, to stay late. On the upside of working in France, we do get a ton of holiday. Five weeks minimum. So that is the legal number of holidays. You get five weeks. Then again, depending on the industry, the size of the company, you will get extra days, which are RTT. Historically, RTT are for some specific positions that are where you have a 35-hour week. And knowing that you would go over those hours during the week, you get X number of days to compensate for that. So in some large industries with really strong lobbies and syndicates, they can get up to 24 RTT. So (laughs) that's two a month and they can go to like nine or 12 weeks holidays. That's not the case everywhere, uh, but you do get minimum five weeks, and very often you would get those 12 extra days off plus bank holidays. So 
maybe long weeks, but long holidays too. You can't get fired. <laughs> yep, that is true. <laughs> Let me explain. You can get fired, of course, but there are rules and procedures to this. Once you've landed a permanent contract and have succeeded to get through your notice period, you are very well protected. If the company wants to get rid of you, there's going to be a lot of paperwork and they have better have good proof that you made a mistake or that there is an economic case for them to get rid of you. And it takes a long, long time. Last bit I wanted to cover, but I will be diving deeper into this next week, is relationships at work. In this show, it seems totally normal for clients to flirt and hook up with their partners to have relationships at work. So there is one bit where, contrary to the US, especially US, like large US companies, there is no contract preventing you to have a relationship at work or with your colleague. So at some point, Emily comes in saying, well, here are the US rules and guidelines. I all need you to sign this paperwork. And everyone says, oh, no, we're not going to sign that. And there is a piece about not having relationships at work. So just coming back to the relationships at work, I guess it is quite common. Now, don't get me wrong. Not everyone is sleeping with everyone in the office. What I mean is it is common for people to meet their partner and like the long-term real relationship partner at work but simply because we spend eight to ten hours a day at work and when you finish at 8 9 p.m when do you have time to meet someone you spend eight hours a day with these people so yes very often relationships do start with colleagues now i wouldn't say it's the full norm but it does happen. I can't say if it happens more in France than in another country. The only thing I think that would differ is that versus the US, we don't have that contract preventing us from doing it, but it wouldn't necessarily be a norm. Second point in this show is relationships with clients. So I'm thinking Sylvie and Antoine, Emily and Mathieu. This is not quite common and definitely has a little ethical issues around it. But just wanted to stop on the gift sent by Antoine to Emily at the office. So he sends her lingerie from La Perla. Highly inappropriate. For the record, we do have bribery rules in place. Any gift between a client and a partner, a partner to a client, is supposed to be declared. Okay, most gifts do not get declared, but there is this regulation in place for large gifts are supposed to be declared, so there is no 
influence within an RFP or for a client to go towards one specific partner because he got bribed with lingerie or any other type of gifts. So that's it for me today. I hope you enjoyed it and learned a few things. Happy to chat about this or answer any questions on Instagram at MeetTheExpats. If you liked the episode, please put a little rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And tune in next Saturday for a deep dive into love and relationships in Paris. Woohoo!